Hey guys, it's Coach Chris here from Ratzinger Fitness for today's episode of Fitness That Fits. And this is actually going to be our very last episode, not forever, just for this year, for 2020. This year is finally coming to a close and I think all of us are ready for a fresh start in the new year in 2021. And that's why today I wanna to talk to you guys about effective goal setting strategies so that we can start to envision and truly create the year we wanna see in 2021. Now, you're probably all familiar with the idea of New Year's resolutions. In so many different cultures, New Year's is seen as a time of beginning, a rebirth, a gateway into a new possible future. So this can be a really tempting time of year to start to envision change or chasing after a new dream. But I would argue that there is a huge difference between your standard New Year's resolution and a true effective goal. And that's really what we're gonna be diving into today. But before we get to that, I want you to know that most New Year's resolutions are gonna be forgotten or pushed aside within the first month. Studies have actually shown that less than 25%, one fourth, of people actually stay committed to the resolution beyond 30 days. And even fewer than that actually go on to achieve what they set out to do in their New Year's resolution. But this doesn't happen for the reasons that you might think. See, we've all had a New Year's resolution that didn't quite make it. I know I certainly have had my fair share. I'm sure you have too. But just because you didn't follow through on that New Year's resolution, it didn't come to fruition, doesn't mean that it wasn't a worthy goal or that you weren't truly invested in that outcome. The truth is there's a lot more to setting a goal and creating that mindset of achievement than just, well, deciding, right? Think about it. It is so easy to say, well, this year I'm going to exercise more. This year I'm going to spend more time with my family. This year my resolution is to lose 20 pounds or to learn to speak Spanish. Right? That was a span of all of about five, 10 seconds. And I just came up with what four, five resolutions. It's really easy to just say this year I plan to or I want to insert resolution here, but a desired outcome. And that's exactly what all of those resolution examples are that I just mentioned. A desired outcome without a plan is going to be more of a wish than our real goal, all right? I want you to picture this spectrum, right? On one side, we have the things we wish for, um, the things we want, things would be really cool if they happened. But on the other side, we have goals. These are things that we are actively working toward, that we have a strategy and a plan to achieve. So when all we do is say, this year I'm going to blank, leave it at that, it's a wish. It's no more effort than taking a coin, taking a penny and tossing it in a wishing well. And unfortunately, the effort might be the same, but the likelihood of achieving that outcome is also going to be very similar to, again, just wishing for it in a well, blowing out birthday candles. If we truly want to achieve, if we truly want to change, if we truly want to um, make 2021 something special, then we're going to have to take action because change, achievement, they don't come from wishing. They don't come from luck. You might be looking back at 2020 thinking, you know, like, oh, I did some cool stuff. I must have got lucky. No, 
you took action. Action is what gets us results. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. How to effectively set goals so that you are set up with a real action plan so that you can make a difference in 2021. All right, guys, so I'm going to walk you through a four phase approach to effective goal setting. And we're going to start right now with phase one. We want to refine the wish. All right. So we talked about how when we have that I want or I will statement and that's the end of it. That's where we stop thinking. That's where we stop planning. It's more of a wish than a goal. In this first phase, we want to start to refine that. Almost like that wish is a gemstone, right? It's pretty cool. You found it maybe out hiking in the woods, right? And it's kind of dirty. It's a little rough. But if we really want to uncover its true value, its true potential, we have to clean it up. We have to polish it. We have to cut that gemstone to really make it something special. And that's what we're going to do with your wish to turn it into a goal as well. And we start this by running it through what I like to call the smart filter. You might have heard this one before. SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. We're going to go through those one by one and start to filter through those goals. So number one, specific. Look at your goal right now. Is it specific? Is it clearly written? Is it easy to understand? And you might think, well, of course, you know, this is what I want. I understand what I want, but really dive into it. If we're starting with a wish like, I want to improve my health. Well, this can mean a lot of different things. It's very vague, very, um, there's a lot of different meaning that could be read into this. So start to dig into that. Ask yourself, well, what does it really mean to me to improve my health? Does that mean that, you know, I'm going to reduce my blood pressure? Does that mean I'm going to improve my cardiovascular? Does it have more to do with my weight or how I feel as I move throughout the day? How will I know when my health is actually improved? What do I hope to gain by improving my health? And as you ask these questions and work through the answers, you'll start to kind of narrow your focus and get a more specific version of your goal. So that's the first step. And we want to move on to number two, measurable. So does this goal answer the question of how many, how much, or how often? We want to quantify the change that we want to achieve in 2021. So if you decide that improving your health means that you need to start exercising more, that's what you've narrowed it down to in terms of specificity. Now we want to stick some numbers on that, right? So how often are you exercising now? How often do you want to be exercising to feel that you've made a difference in your health? So add those numbers and it start to quantify the change you want to see. And that's going to make your goal measurable. Uh, number three is achievable. So can I really achieve this goal? Can you get the support you need to achieve it by your target date? Do you have the resources that you need or the ability to acquire those resources? Are these results um, realistic? right? So running it through a reality filter. And if you're not sure right away, that's okay. This may take a little bit of research, but it's worth reality testing your goals to take them from being a wish, something you want to happen to a true effective goal, something that you are going to make happen. Consider even reaching out to people who have achieved something similar or who might even be working on a similar goal this year um, to compare, to get that feedback, to reality test those goals. That was number three. Uh, Number four was relevant. 
So we've made sure that our goals are specific, that they're measurable, that they're attainable, but are they relevant? Do they really matter to you? And this is a big question that sometimes we skip over, but we wanna know why this is important because it's easy to be like, oh, it's New Year's. It's time to create a goal. What do I want next year? Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that, right? We wanna forget those shoulds. Is this goal something that is going to make a difference in your career, in your health, in your well-being as a person? Um, is it going to make an improvement in your personal life? Is it going to make a significant difference for you or your environment? So find the meaning in this goal. And if it's not there, guys, move along. Find another one. You don't have to have a goal for the sake of having a goal. New Year's might be a great time to get started on this, but it is not the only time. So make sure you're working on something that has meaning that is relevant to you. And then finally, number five on our smart filter is time-based. Is there a clear and specific completion date, a deadline? When do you plan to have this goal? completed? Is it something that's going to take all of 2021? Do you have the whole year to do this goal? Is it something that should be done by summer? Um, is it something that should be done on a weekly basis? But put in that deadline, create an expectation of when you plan to achieve that goal. Um, because without that timeline, we could procrastinate. We could be working on the same goal infinitely for the rest of our lives, right? I could tell you that, oh yeah, I'm going to learn Spanish. But if there's no timeline, if there's no deadline, if there's no reason for me to actively work on that goal today, then I got other stuff to do, right? So that's our smart filter. We wanna make sure that our goals are specific, that they're measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based, that they do have that timeline, that deadline to spark that fire under us, to get us moving on them. And once your goal or your wish has passed through the smart filter, it's starting to look like a real effective goal, then we can start to move on to phase two. And this is gonna be seeing the big picture, right? We've refined our goal into something more concrete, but now we need to start building an action plan. How are we actually going to do this? We have the what, now we need the how, all right? And we're gonna work backwards here. We're gonna work with the end in mind. So first I want you to ask yourself, how will I know when my goal is achieved, right? Might seem like a simple question, but think about it. How will you know when you have completed this? What is it gonna feel like when you've completed your goal? You know, if your goal was to improve your health, well, what are you gonna feel in your body, in your mind that tells you you have improved it? Are you gonna feel confident, strong, capable, um, what types of things are you going to see around you when you achieve this goal? Maybe you'll see your waistline shrinking. You see yourself chasing after your kids because you're not out of breath now, right? You've improved your health. You can keep up with them now. What types of things are you going to hear? Um, what are you going to be saying to yourself? What are other people going to be saying when they see you when you've achieved this goal? So think about this. Try to build out this success scenario and be as specific as possible. What is your life? What are you going to look like once this goal has achieved? Because we're starting to create a destination postcard, right? This is what we're working toward all year long. This is what we're going to remind ourselves. This is what's going to keep us motivated as we push on toward this goal. Oh, and as you're picturing this future you that has already achieved your goal, I want you to keep in mind what skills 
do they have that have made this goal possible? Because that's going to be our next step in the action plan is identifying those skills that make this achievement, that make this goal possible, that make it a reality for us. And here, a skill specifically is going to refer to an ability, a competency or capacity that you need in order to move in the direction of your goal. So for an example, if your goal was to improve your nutrition, you might know that that future version of you has developed a skill of meal planning, that they've developed a skill of cooking. If you're like me, you don't have a lot of kitchen confidence when you first started with nutrition, you might need to develop that skill of cooking and that's okay, but we want to identify what those skills are that make our outcome possible. Also here with skills, remember that a skill is going to reflect the power to do something. So it's not it's different from knowledge or information. It's not just something we know. It's something that we do. Um, and I want you to try to brainstorm this out. Get anywhere from two to four is usually a good range to shoot for, for a specific goal. If you have two goals you're working on, then you should have anywhere from four to eight skills that support those goals. But brainstorm out those skills that you need to achieve your desired outcome. And that's gonna kind of conclude our phase two. That's gonna complete our big picture. Now we know what we're working toward and what skills we need to achieve it. We can start to move on to phase three of our effective goal setting strategy. This is where we start to narrow our focus and take action. Right, So we can see that big picture. We know what we're working toward. We know what skills we need. But now we're going to break those skills down into specific, strategic, and repeatable practices. All right, Consider what behaviors do you need to do on a regular basis to build up that skill? What specific actions can you take on a weekly, on a daily basis to practice that skill, to gain that competency to move you closer to that goal. Um, for example, if you are trying to build the skill of exercising regularly, ask yourself, what is that going to look like on a weekly, on a daily basis? And I want you here to be as specific as possible. So will you be doing 15 minutes of yoga every single morning? Or maybe you're a runner and you're going to be doing three runs a week two in the morning during the week and one on the weekend, anytime. Um, these don't have to be perfect. You don't have to um, have the ultimate blueprint right now, but I want you to be specific, creating what types of actions are actually going to achieve those skills that achieve those goals. And these should be simple. They should be clear. They should be easy to understand and they should be easy to execute. If you get something that feels too big, I want you to break it down into even smaller actions. You can start to kind of create this uh, flow chart where we've got our goal on top. We break that into skills. We break those into practices. You can even break those into smaller actions, but get it down to a level where you have confidence that, yeah, I understand this. It's simple. It's clear. And I can do this, right? Break it down all the way to that level. And again, anywhere from two to four actions per skill, it's going to be a pretty good number to shoot for. More complex skills, you might find that you have more actions. Um, most skills you're going to have at least two, though. I would recommend if you've only got one on your list, keep pushing, keep digging, try to find that other one. But ultimately, over time, you will get, once you've created your flowchart, you've broken it down from your goal all the way to the individual actions. You are ready for the final 
phase four of our effective goal setting strategy. And that is just to set yourself up for success, right? We've created our action plan. This is just the finishing touches as we polish that diamond of your goal, right? I have three final considerations for you here. And I want you to think of these as the difference between using a old school paper map to get to your destination versus like a Google map that's going to give you um, those real time traffic updates and let you know which routes have tolls, right? It's just that little bit extra that's going to make your journey to your ultimate goal a little smoother. So take that extra five, 10 minutes to answer these questions. It's going to clear that path to success and help you take back your New Year's resolution this year. Let's get into it. Final three considerations. Number one, what resources and information do you need to achieve your goal and how will you acquire them? So in terms of resources, think about it. Are you going to need a cookbook? If you're trying to learn to cook, you're probably going to need a cookbook or some recipes to get started with. Are you going to need a gym membership or some equipment to start doing those workouts? Are you going to need a coach to help you through this? So what resources will you need? And think about where are you going to get those? Do they fit into your budget? How are you going to work those into your lifestyle? And then as far as information, and remember, this is different than skills. Um, if we're developing the skill of meal prepping, we might need to gather some information on how to properly store food. All right. So what information are you going to need? And again, where are you going to get it? How can you get to that information? Consideration number two, what potential challenges might you face and how can you overcome them? All right, this is a huge one in terms of setting yourself up for success. I want you to strengthen your opportunity to succeed by taking a moment to play devil's advocate. Ask yourself, what could go wrong here? Where have I struggled with similar goals in the past? What has maybe held me back from achieving this before? Why, why haven't I achieved it already, right? Ask yourself these questions and take a moment to recognize what obstacles are out there? Which ones you're likely to encounter? You know, we don't have to um, encompass absolutely everything, but what is most likely to come up? What have you possibly dealt with in the past? And then how can you respond to them? Decide that now before you're in the moment, before the issue has occurred, so that when it does, you can keep on rolling. And final consideration number three, what support systems do you have in place? So who do you have around you that can support you through this goal? What communities or individuals can you turn to if you need that extra support, if things start to um, get tricky, even just someone that you can share your journey with, let them know how you're doing, maybe get a little bit of accountability, but who do you have in your corner supporting you for this goal? And if it feels like you might be doing it alone, I promise you that support is out there. Maybe it's in the form of a coach. Maybe it's a community like our Rotzinger Fit Fam, um, but seek it out. Find that support before you get started. Um, and those are the final three considerations that are really going to set you up for success. So those all together are our four stages of effective goal setting that are gonna help you guys take back your New Year's resolution. As you work through these, ultimately you are going to end up with a clear purpose and direction for your 2021. You're going to be able to visualize what you want, but 
also how you're actually going to achieve it, what steps you're going to take, what skills you're going to develop over this new year. You'll be able to assess your progress, make sure that you are tracking throughout the year and that you don't get lost or fall behind. And ultimately, you will be much more likely to achieve that New Year's resolution. So with that, guys, thank you for tuning in for today's episode. I want to wish you all a very happy new year. I know 2020 had its challenges, but take a moment to celebrate what we did accomplish here. And then let's get ready to kick some butt in 2021. I know I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. And I will see you back here next year for more episodes of Fitness That Fits. But in the meantime, you can always connect with me at rotsingerfitness.com. And until next time, guys, my name is Chris Rotsinger, your health and wellness coach. And I want you to get out there and get moving.